Welcome back to Would You Gaming, the podcast where we keep you up to date on all the latest in gaming news and are also covering other interesting topics along the way. I am your host as always, Chris. Wanted to take an opportunity to discuss with you all the upcoming Elden Ring release and the gameplay that we received from that, as well as some of the positives and negatives that we're seeing with the Nintendo Switch Online Plus expansion. Because despite what you see on the media, on Twitter or anywhere else, there is some positive that comes along with that. Whether you want to admit that or not is up to you. And the leaks surrounding Nintendo's latest release, or I guess you could say Ilka at this point, the Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl releases, and how they've already broken the street date. It seemed like a lot of people already have these titles in their hands, and some of that going on with that. But before we even begin, just want to remind you, if you haven't already, make sure you rate the podcast on Apple if that's where you're listening. Uh, Let us know what we can do to improve this for your listening experience. We want to make it better all around for everyone involved. And if you haven't, follow us on one of our social platforms. We're pretty active on Twitter as well as Instagram as of late. So make sure you follow us there. We're always looking to grow the brand, see what we can do to improve things. Let's just delve right into things. Like I said, to begin with, the first topic we wanted to discuss is that Elden Ring gameplay. Because it looks like a stellar title. Uh, I think the uh, it's very similar to Souls. If, if I had to sum it up, I would say this is a very large, open-world, Souls-like title with some of the verticality of Sekiro still kept in there. Not, Albeit not as much. You don't have a grappling hook. You're not climbing that much stuff. But there is a lot of vertical space you can, you can uh, traverse. Uh, they, the bonfires are now called, uh, uh, what are they called? Saving Grace or Spot of Grace, something like that. Uh, they, like I said, it's a Souls title. If you're familiar with the, the, uh, the, uh, the formula for that, you're going to fit right in here. It looks to be interesting. We saw a couple of the boss fight. One looked to be a boss that was made up of multiple people because there were multiple arms sticking out of them. The first one we actually saw was a dragon and it looked pretty impressive if you ask me. We saw a lot of the gameplay. There's a lot it looks like there's a lot more spells in this one, though in its defense Dark Souls had plenty of spells. Bloodborne was kind of lacking thereof. They had a little bit, but not as much as the Souls series. And it looks like there's gonna be quite a bit and many ways to actually approach this, many more opportunities for range combat as opposed to just getting in there swinging for the fences with your weapons though that looks like it's going to be an option as well i did see the little indicator how when you would parry an enemy in the souls title or in bloodborne where they would light up or even Sekiro, where you had the opportunity to deliver that death blow there they've kept a lot of the familiar elements from those previous titles and i can't wait to get my hands on this i know the souls titles are not going to be everybody's cup of tea and they weren't mine for the longest time either. It took me a while and actually some people online to get me into it personally. I was I got Bloodborne with my PlayStation 4 right after I had, uh, got that guy. And I put it down pretty quickly because it was just as jarring compared to the first person shooter games or anything like that. It's like it's an uphill battle if you're not familiar with the Souls titles. And it takes a certain amount of beating your head against the wall before it actually clicks. And at that point, you're like, okay, I see what I need to do. And it becomes an enjoyable experience from there. And it looks like Elden Ring is going to continue this, but it looks a lot more inclusive. Like it's not going to kick your teeth in as much, if you ask me. But that's just from this gameplay reveal that we've got. We'll have to wait until we get a release for that to actually see. 
but it does look like there are a lot more opportunities. You, you There's a horse you're riding on. You can whistle and call him up so you can ride around your enemies and shoot off of him. I, it looked like there were maybe magic spells or something they were shooting at it. But I did see at one point there was a bow as well. The person playing snuck up behind somebody, shot them in the back with a bow, and that arrow was sticking out on They fell over, and then they walked up and delivered the killing blow to the back while they were on the ground. So this isn't anything new. But it's interesting to see how they're innovating further and trying to make it, I guess, reach more people. And I'm hopeful that this draws in more of an audience and it still is able to deliver on that classic formula that the diehard fans have been looking for as well. I don't think there's going to be any problem with that. My friend Philip had watched this and he said the graphics were awful. And I'm like, man, I don't know what you watched. But these look, they look pretty stellar to me. It looks like the classic Souls title. It's not the over-the-shoulder look like the God of War games and like many of the action RPGs are going for nowadays. But it is that classic Souls title and it looked good for that for me. I I look forward to getting my hands on this. I think it comes out, it's coming out in February, I believe. It's coming out in February, the 25th, 2022. So we have just over, it's about about four-month mark we have to wait for this. And I think it's going to be well worth the wait if if it's something you've been looking for, it's going to be a great thing. And like I said, they have quality of life improvements seem to be the name of the game here, even though it is a new title and it's supposed to be completely separate from the Souls universe, the Dark Souls games. It reminds me very much of that, but they have made it the map. There is a actual map you can look at as well. I, they showed us where you can place way markers for crafting materials where powerful bosses off or anything like that. And that's another thing. There's crafting in this game. There was crafting in the uh, Dark Souls games, which you would go to a smith to upgrade a weapon or something like that, or to create a weapon. It's not necessarily what we have here. This is, you're creating things while you're out and about, getting ready to go in uh, for combat. It said you could craft items to prepare yourself about for battle. So we'll have to see how in-depth the crafting system actually is with this title. The inclusion of a map, being able to set those waypoints, you can even set like a waypoint that will guide you. To help you navigate those worlds. And there's these things. I forget what they're called. They're like springs. When you're on your horses. You jump on them. And they they cause you to go up massive amounts of a sheer cliff. To help you uh, deal with some of that verticality as they put it. I look forward to this. I have not been excited for it. It hadn't really been on my radar. I knew it was going to be a great title. Because simply put. It's a From Software title. They don't usually put out something that's half cooked. They're not going to do a... Uh, a CDPR and put out a Cyberpunk 2077 type title. When they put something out, it's because it is polished and ready to go. And this is going to be coming to the PS4, Xbox One, as well as the PS5 and Xbox Series X and XS, I mean. If you want to play, it's going to be a good time. And I, it's good to see that after Sekiro, where we didn't have the multiplayer aspect where you could join in and help one another out, we're going to have that again on this in all the same ways that we had in the Dark Souls title, so that if you want to play cooperative PV, cooperative uh, multiplayer, you can do that, or you can invade people and try to mess up their games, like uh, we see a lot of in the Soul in Dark Souls Three and and before that even. And it's looking to be a excellent title, like I've already stated. If you're picking this up, you already know it probably, and I'm sure there's going to be that one person out there who has never played a Souls game before or just picked up a new console, been out of the game for a while. And it's going to be a jarring experience for you, my friend. Uh, get ready to get your teeth kicked in, but 
with that teeth kicking in, you'll eventually learn and then overcome. It's it's one of those things I enjoy challenging games, and I uh, something about the challenge that has just just keeps you coming back for more. For instance, I'm I'm playing on Monster Hunter Rise recently. I've been fighting the Apex Zenogre as well as the Apex Mitsuzune. Apologize if I mispronounce either of those names. It's an event quest after you've completed the story. And for over a week, I have been just going back, getting destroyed, destroyed. I even uh, hung out with my buddy Philip. We tried to do local uh, co-op and do that, and we got our teeth kicked in there as well. Finally, last night about 9, I finally beat both of those clowns, and it was just that feeling of overcoming the mountain that is right before you is it's it's hard to put words to it if you've ever done it you know the feeling you're like man i i've just i've just slayed the beast i slayed the dragon it is all taken care of and that is the itch that these types of games are designed to scratch and they're definitely going to do so for the hardcore fans i just hope that they're a little bit more inclusive and allow newcomers to play as well without feeling as frustrating as it can at times because I know that feeling I came in I played the soul I never finished Dark Souls 2 2 because it was just it's so hateful I finished three with the help of some friends and I did the same with Bloodborne I need to go back and try to solo those and try to get better at those games but those are the itches that are scratched with those just the insurmountable odds that you actually overcome it's hard to explain to somebody who's never experienced it if you have you know exactly what I'm talking about. You're like, well, those, that's that's what I love about the series. Being able to just go in there and get kicked around for a long period of time until something actually clicks. You're like, okay, I, I see, I see the code. I'm, I'm, I'm Neo in the Matrix. I see everything moving. I got this. And at that point, over with. You got it. You got it. But that's enough about uh, Elden Ring. If you, if it's on your radar, you already know you're picking it up. And at this point, I've gotten a little bit more hyped about it just watching that trailer in the last couple minutes. And I can't wait myself to pick this up and to just see how it's going to shape up and the longevity that this game has. Because it does look like a much larger experience just by looking at the map. We'll have to see what all is available. I saw a couple different biomes. There was a castle. There was a swamp. There was a plains land, of course, where the dragon was at the beginning. It's going to be a good time if you're inter- interested, and I hope that if you're not, you you check out somebody's stream or try it out and see if it might be up your alley, because you might surprise yourself even. Next up, I want to discuss Nintendo Switch's Online Plus expansion. I don't want to be like everybody else and just lay down on this, because there is a lot that needs to change with it before it becomes a very value, it becomes a greater value for us. In my opinion, as it stands now, it's not worth the price of admission. $50 for a year should include a great deal more than what it actually has. But I don't want to just tear it down that way. I wanted to take a look at this step back and say, you know, what are some of the good things that come with this and what are some of the not so great? So to begin with, the good that with this, you have an opportunity to play many of these N64 games that you could not previously play. And I say N64 and not Genesis because the Genesis titles are pretty much available anywhere. They did a Genesis Mini, but they also released these packs on every console under the sun. I'm pretty sure if you look, you could probably even find this stuff under Stadia. If it's still out there, I'm not up to date on all uh, the Stadia news. I don't even know if Stadia is live or not. That tells you how much I pay attention. But you can get it on PlayStation 3, PlayStation 4, Xbox 360, Xbox One, 
And I'm pretty sure PS5 as well as the Xbox Series X as well. You could get all of the Sega titles that are listed there in that way. What you cannot get without the subscription or other hardware or previous eShop uh, titles that you might have picked up on Virtual Console are the N64 games. You're not going to play Majora's Mask. You're not going to play Ocarina of Time. And I say Majora's Mask because it is coming in the future. It's not available at this time, but it will be available on that service eventually. When we look at these titles, if you want to play Ocarina of Time, you either have to own a Wii U with that on the Virtual Console. You either have to have a backwards compatible Wii or GameCube so you could play that on like the Master Sword disc that you could get. It was like a promotional uh, one back in the day. I have that uh, somewhere in storage out there. And you could play those. Yes, you could play those. You could play even Ocarina of Time on a 3DS. But you're not going to play it on a larger TV unless you have some way of outputting that to that. I think that's one of the biggest draws. It gives you the opportunity to play these as they were intended on a larger TV in your living room. Albeit the emulation is not the best. There is some latency that exists with these. And I can understand that. And don't get me started on the N64 controller because we all know I think that thing is god awful. It was probably the worst <laughs> joystick ever in existence on a uh, console. And I'm just not a fan in general. But you're not going to play any of these titles that way. And, e and even if we look back, Banjo-Kazooie itself is not available on any previous eShop or anything along those lines. If you want to play that, you have to sign up for the Nintendo Switch Online Plus expansion. So first and foremost, we can see that the emulation is not as great on some of these ROMs but you do have the opportunity to play them. And then again, if we look at online play, you have the opportunity to play online like uh, titles such as Mario Kart and uh, Winback, and we have to assume One Day Goldeneye. Talking to you, Nintendo, let's get that out there. That's going to be available to play on the online service. You previously could not play any of these titles except on a TV everybody sitting in your living room. And it wasn't available there, so you have an opportunity to do that now. Let's just hope that you all have a Switch OLED and you're hardwired in because Wi-Fi isn't the most, it's not the best experience for anybody playing online and it's a peer-to-peer -peer type connection. That means that if somebody's connection is not good, we all suffer. And that, that's not a good thing when you're talking about an online title. If there's latency, it's going to be very noticeable. I've seen some of those videos and screenshots. It's not that great, but it does give you an opportunity to do that. And if we look again, they, like I said, this if you if you look at the price point compared to Sony or or a Microsoft, it's fifty a year for Nintendo, sixty for the other two if you buy it at base value. Although if you're buying at base value, you're not doing yourself a favor. In the uh, case of PSN, I often pick that up for thirty-five or forty dollars around Black Friday, or off CD keys or somewhere when they're holding a sale. I watch Game Cross on. YouTube and he pretty much keys me into that anytime he sees that so I appreciate you on that save me a couple bucks there a year but where we differ is Nintendo's service actually offers a family plan and you can get that for $80 a year now don't get me wrong you can semi do this with PSN or I'm not sure about Xbox I won't speak to that at all but with PSN you could game share you're not supposed to and I'm sure it could get you suspended off there if they got wind of it I did it for years where I would uh I would I would buy a game. The other guy had me set as the primary on his console. I had him set as the primary on mine. Gave him access to anything I had, me access to anything he had. The only caveat was if 
let's say the internet was down or I was unable to connect to PSN, then in those cases, I would not have access to my purchases. I'd have access to his, but not mine, because he was set as the primary on mine. I'm not sure if he's still even using that. I might revert mine back to the primary at this point. And with Nintendo, they have something very similar. They have up to eight people who can be under one plan. Now, the previous plan was only $34.99, so that is, that's dirt cheap. If you had eight people paying on that, I'm not going to do the math right here, but it's uh, it's about four bucks a person, I think. I think a little bit over that, maybe. Maybe about five. Now, it's $80 a year for a family. It's still only $10 a person. So if you have eight people who could do this, that's a good value. It's definitely a good value and something that you might want to look into if you guys are all interested in the N64 titles and want to just play those and save some money there. I personally, I just sign up for the $34.99. My daughter and I play online, and I don't have eight people. I don't, I can't see shelling out the $80 for that. The drastic price increase is something that has turned me away from it, at least until there's more value for it or something. I really want to play on that service. And we, another negative, don't mean to pile another negative after negative, is the remapping of the buttons is kind of wonky with those N64 titles. If you're using the N64 controller that they sell, you can't even remap those buttons. And, but at least you have the C-Sticks. It's just it's a little bit jarring in that regard. But like I said, there is value to be had in this. If you want to play those titles, you have people who want to sign up with you. And you could talk some people into throwing 10 bucks a year. That's In the grand scheme of things, that's not a lot of money. It's a third of what you're paying for a year of Sony's. So why not if you guys are all interested in it? And I can see the appeal in that. So, as I wanted to say, there is some positive to it. It's just overwhelmingly negative at the end of it to me. And Nintendo did state in a board meeting without saying that it needed to be improved that they're going to continue adding to that value to both those subscriptions. I hope both of them stick around. Both the $34.99 just online plus expansion to play online and or the $34.99 online and then the plus expansion for that higher amount to get you those additional titles and I will say if they add in some Game Boy Advance titles, Game Boy, even uh, GameCube in the future, I would probably jump on board with that because at that point there's going to be something on there I want to play. Then N64 to me was, it had some good titles on it, don't get me wrong, but it's one of the least memorable of Nintendo's consoles when I was growing up. My, my path was NES, Sega, Super Nintendo, and then we got an N64. So it was one of the last ones we actually got before a PlayStation. I I enjoyed Goldeneye on that as a child with all my cousins and my grandmother, but it's not there. And a lot of these titles that are on there, I have on my 3DS. So you tell me why I would spend on that. But that's enough on that. Next, I want to discuss with you all Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. And how it is leaked on the internet, by and large, is available. You can spot that. And a lot of details about it that were left out originally. For instance, if Battle Frontier is going to be a part of that, there's also going to be the Distortion World, apparently, as well. And it's just interesting that a week before release, uh, about a week and four days at this point, that it just leaks out online fully. Everybody's got their hands on a lot of people, I will say. And those those titles are some that I'm looking forward to. And it's it's not it's not a real big deal like it would be if this were Sword and Shield coming out, or uh, or uh, Cube and Emerald that are coming out next year. I'm just making that up. Whatever the next series titles are going to be named, because 
we know there's going to be another mainline title after this one. We have the Legends Arceus coming in January. If it was that the leak, this would be a much bigger deal. But these are games that we already have seen in past years, albeit they've added different elements like the underground and the different Pokemon you can find when putting statues in your underground base. But by and large, these are the same titles we got back and then they tried to stay as true to those as possible. So it's not that big a deal, but it's still cool to see that we're getting all this information, stuff that was not confirmed before, that is definitely being confirmed now with screenshots, Pokedex decks entries, everything along those lines. It just seems as we go more and more along that it's almost inevitable that a game's going to get out in the wild before it's time to launch. Just no preventing that. And I don't know if this is a result of stuff being shipped out earlier as a result of shipping constraints to ensure that it's with a retailer on time or what actually is the cause of this. But we have details out there. We have a lot of details out there. And I can't wait to get my hands on these titles on Pearl uh, next Friday. Uh, I wasn't wise enough to take the day off, but you know what? Uh, I hope work is slow that day. <laughs> but I just wanted to discuss some of this stuff with you guys. This is some of the news that I'd seen out there that's really stood out to me. And I was like, you know, this is interesting. And especially after watching Elden Ring, I was super excited about that title. I'm, I'm going to be picking that up probably the day it launches. My birthday is that month. Might have to just say that's a late birthday present for myself. Anyways, like I said, if you guys haven't already, rate us on Apple. Um, let us know what we can do to improve things. Uh, give us a shout anytime. If you have an idea for an upcoming episode, you can shoot that to woodyougaming at gmail.com. Hopefully one day we will have our own domain and uh, build up the community a bit more. But thank you all for tuning in. As always, love doing this. It's my way of, of it's cathartic to me, if you will, being able to speak about a subject that I care about so much. Again, thank you all for listening.